Hello, everybody, and welcome inside another episode of JFK's World, the podcast where I introduce you to entrepreneurs that I know who are doing some amazing things in the world. Firstly, I want to thank all of you, uh, my listeners. We are at episode 10. Now, to some people, that might not be a big deal, but to me, it's definitely a milestone that I wanted to ensure that I got to when I started this venture, this side hustle out, um, because I have a passion for connecting people and sharing stories. Uh, and I, I just know some amazing people doing some amazing things. And I hope that through the first nine episodes, you've definitely seen some creativity that, that exists uh, through people that I know and some amazing things they're doing for their communities and trying to help others and being just great, you know, entrepreneurs and, and humans and people. Uh, and then for those of you that check out this podcast for the entrepreneurial insights, I promise you this episode also delivers on some good nuggets and some, you know, not only inspiration, but some factual uh, advice for anyone that's looking to become an entrepreneur, whether it's a side hustle or uh, being a full-time job. So my guest on this episode is Ryan McNeil. He is a sports journalist. He has he is the founder of Athletes Unfiltered. And basically Ryan was um, a passionate, uh, you know, side hustle sports reporter who you know he'll get into the background but he basically identified that passion uh in university and kind of thought how can i make a go of this as a career and he'll share his story but now it's been he celebrated his one year anniversary of it being his full-time job and so for those of you that are looking to make that transition he's another great resource and and story to share so this podcast is going to appeal to you know, a number of people. I think if you're if you're a sports nut, if you're a, a sports freak, and you always wanted to know a little bit more about what goes on behind the curtains, Ryan definitely uh, has that has that experience and has those stories to tell. Uh, being a sports journalist, and then also, as I mentioned, for entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, those that are currently entrepreneurs, uh, Ryan definitely gives some great advice and some great insights into how to get to that next level. So, without further ado, uh, let's celebrate episode. 010 episode 10. Uh, let's get into this chat with Ryan and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome inside the podcast, everybody. Episode 010. Yes, we have made it to 10 episodes of JFK's World. And when I first started this process of wanting to start a podcast around entrepreneurs that I know, my guest today was definitely one of the people at the at the top of my list. We've known each other since university. I'll let him get into get into that in a bit about how we connected. But uh, Ryan, thank you for being on the show. Let me just uh, give you the platform to introduce yourself and give us a high level uh, what entrepreneurial endeavor you are up to. It's still funny hearing you say that I'm an entrepreneur. Um, <laughs> I, I love Gary Vaynerchuk and and I love uh, Patrick. Bet David, I think his name is, all these entrepreneurs that I look up to. And I was a teacher for 17 years after, after we met. And it's only in the past year that I really jumped full-time into this, full-time, well, yeah, full-time into, into sports journalism. And it's been a wild ride ever since university. Where, yeah, where so we let's, met. I mean, so, right? So we, and, and Ryan, I mean, we, have known each other yeah i mean oh my gosh i'm, I'm not gonna Old, age us. almost 20 years <laughs> almost 20 years okay there you aged us perfect so i appreciate that no but part of the inspiring part of, of why i wanted to have you uh, on the show is because you've gone from 
side hustle passion to passion being full time. Uh, but let's so let's back it up. So I want to I want to shout out. I want to give you the opportunity to share with everyone, you know, where you're from, hometown, uh, where we met, university. Let's shout out Jay right now. Jay Watt introduced Jay us. Watt introduced yes. Yes. Uh, and then any any uh, memories or, or embarrassing stories you want to share uh, about our, our time together over the years. So why don't you start off a little bit about kind of where you're from and your educational past. I'm from Whitby. I uh, love growing up in Whitby. It was a small town back at, back when I was growing up. Um, and when it hit 100,000, I think it was a university that was a big deal for, for that town. It's still called a town, even though it's right. second city. Um, went to Brock University. I loved my, my four years there. Um, part of me wishes I could still have a couple more years of university life. Um, <laughs> and for me, I, I went to Brock University to become a teacher, um, something I thought that I always wanted to do. And right next to the campus pub, I think it's Isaac's, if I remember correctly, yes, yes, was yeah. uh, the Brock Press. And they always had uh, signs for free movies and free CDs. And I'm like, I like free. So I think it was first or second year, started doing free movie passes and free uh, CDs to review. Like, this is the best thing ever. I'm growing my CD collection. I'm getting all these new movies. And you got to take a buddy with you. And the write-ups were like 300 to 500 words for either. I'm like, this, this is the best thing ever. Um, and I think it was third year worked up to Baby Blue Sound Crew. Yes. And Jack Soul with, I think it's Hayden Neal. When they were coming through saying Catherine's got to interview them, I'm like, this is awesome. Talking right. to famous people and they sit down and have their attention and pick their brains and then tell their stories. I go, I love this. And then fourth year, I was like, you know, I kind of want a little money out of this. This would be nice to have a little, little beer money. So I applied for the uh, assistant or associate sports editor, okay. got that. And then by Christmas, I forget what happened, but the sports editor either got fired or quit. It, but I was a sports editor. And I remember when it was time to apply for teacher's college, I was like, do I want to teach still? Like, I, I, I love telling people's stories. I love interviewing people. And I love going to sports. And, and, and this is my, it's going to be my job. This is going to be my career. And I'm like, yeah. Thankfully, applied to teacher's college, went to Lakehead for a year. Um, but when I was teaching my first year, I was like, I really miss this. So working with a dot com for basketball and everything kind of just slowly over 15 years snowballed in a really cool way. And part of that was getting your media credentials with the Toronto Raptors, like your first professional media credentials. Yeah. Um, that was surreal. <laughs> Shout out to Jim LaBombard if he's listening at the NBA front office now. He was the Raptors PR guy. Um, and he gave me credentials for it was called hoopsworld.com back in the day. That was great. So I was part of a team. I was the young guy. I had a bunch of people who had been credentialed before. I could learn from them and ask questions. But it was surreal as a kid growing up in Ontario. I remember going with my dad. I want to say it was the Boston Celtics Philadelphia 76ers game back at the old Maple Leaf Gardens. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so this was when I guess the league was putting out these feelers was for is basketball going to be big in a hockey crazy town? Right. So this was, and that was, 
I feel it was in high school. So this was be well before the Raptors were even granted the expansion team. So to be able to part part of the Raptors. And I think at that time, I was the only or one of maybe two at the most online digital media. It was still wow. very new. And the whole blog thing was just starting. Um, I don't think you know, like the Toronto star, for example, had much of an online presence at that time. Right. So it, it was, I'm very fortunate. The gym took a chance on me, gave me the credentials. And then after a year working for hoops world, I was like, you know, what? I, I want to do my own thing. And he was awesome for giving me full season credentials. Every year he was here with the Raptors. Awesome. So uh, before we get into kind of that next step, because I know you did get back into teaching and this passion became what you were doing on the side as well as being a full-time teacher. But um, one thing that I remember, and I, I hope you, because uh, I've never heard the story from you. I've only heard it from Jay, but <laughs> the time that you went to the Raptors open tryout to document the experience and what yes. you wanted to get out of it and what ended up happening. hundred percent. Yeah. So Jay went with me and he thought this was the funniest thing ever. So I think it was before there was a G league mm -hmm. and before it was even the Raptors 905. If memory serves correct, it was for the Idaho stampede. And okay. so I got a hold of the Idaho stampede coach or their PR guy. I'm like, Hey, I cover the Raptors. And at that time, I, I was like 25, 26. Like I was playing Monday night basketball still. Like I was playing with younger guys. Like I felt I should be able to run up and down a basketball court, even though they're, they're professional athletes, a little younger than me, like early 20s, like 21, 22, 23. I thought I could run up the court. I can do these drills. Like it, it's not going to kill me. Right. Sure enough, I, I didn't do a, a full tear of my Achilles, but it was a partial tear. And I remember I was going up. I, it, I feel like it was like a three man weave and I went up for a layup and I'm like, shoot, someone kicked me. Why? How's someone kicking me doing a layup? And I landed and, and I couldn't walk. Right. And, and Jay's laughing at me. He's filming me and he's documenting this. It's on YouTube somewhere. Right. Um, <laughs> And I was like, ah, so yeah, I, even in my mid twenties and I'm in a horrible shape now. So I can't even imagine <laughs> doing this now, Trying that now. Yeah. <laughs> but I tried and not the story I wanted, but it was a great YouTube story. It was fantastic right. for that. I mean, and that's, that's the thing, right? Like so many of us are like, oh, we can do that. And, and, you know, full credit to you again, like, you know, you gave it a shot to document what the experience is for these players, like these hopefuls, but I know that your time got cut short because you literally, yeah, like tore partially tore. And I was, when Jay told me that, I was like, I couldn't believe it. I thought, oh my gosh, like, and now, and it's funny. So I hope I'm not messing his name up, but his name was Brian Gates. He was okay. the coach at the time. He comes over, he's all worried. And we had, and I'm someone who he will never forget. So when he was working with different NBA teams, he would see me in the silence. He'd always come over and say, Hey, how are you doing? And, and he goes, I still tell people about that, that tryout and that journalism. And yeah, yeah. And I go, not the kind of infamy I want, but it's cool to have this connection with now an assistant coach in, in the NBA. Um, Sacramento, New Orleans were two teams he's, he's been assistant coach with. Um, right. 
but yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I just wanted to take a trip down memory lane uh, there just to, you know, again, putting yourself out there uh, in, in pursuit of the story, which I thought was amazing and just the left turn that it took, but how you can, you're right. It's on YouTube and, and, and how you can look back now uh, with a great story and great memories. So, okay. So let's dive back in. So you, you have the media credentials, but you're also now pursuing teaching. So if you could, there's, it's a multi-layered question here, but tell me about what was the thought process around doing both essentially? Like, how were you able to balance? What was the balance like between the two and did your worlds collide? Did, were you able to keep them separate? Because I know there's some people listening that have that tough time getting started with a full-time job to do a side hustle, myself included. So maybe just tell us a little bit about your journey, um, having those media credentials and and being a journalist, but also having a full-time teaching career. It's, um, this might be a unique answer. As a Christian, I was always like, why am I 20s? Am I not married? And then in my 30s, I'm like, man, why am I not married yet? And then Looking back, it, it's so great that I haven't gotten that yet because I don't know how at the time, like you're ma happily married. You have two young kids yes, now. Yes. The time is, is so valuable for you. So for me, a big thing is I've never been married. I don't have any kids. So when I was teaching for me to hop on a plane and, and go away for a weekend and to cover a game no big deal because as a teacher evenings and weekends are mine so if i'm doing raptors games locally a couple games a month is no big deal to go down to the air canada center yeah scotia bank arena yeah scotia bank whatever whatever they were banned to but so for me there was really no excuse because if i was teaching i'm there early in the morning so the late night games are tough but suck it up, have a nap after the right. next day after work or something, right? Have a nap on the go train. Um, so for me, it was something I love doing. Like I love teaching and making a difference. And I love coaching. And I love that I could hop on a go train or hop on a plane on a weekend and go somewhere. And yes, there was a cost to those things, but my time, but financial, like we talked a little bit off air, any entrepreneur, please get a good accountant, learn how pursuing your passions can help save you some tax money and get stuff back um, so that your spouse or your partner or whoever isn't like, you just spent X amount on the new Mac studio, or you just spent X amount on, on flights and we have these commitments. Um, I would highly recommend getting a good accountant because that's a big part of the equation too. Excellent. Oh, that's great advice. Um, okay, so let's transition now. What was the process like going from side hustle to, hey, like, this can happen full time, I can make a real run at this? What was that journey? Like, what is, you know, what did was it the stars aligning? Was it happenstance? Uh, walk us through a little bit about what that decision was like. I have to preface this by saying, I feel bad telling this part of my story because so many people have been negative impacted by COVID, right. whether it's a loss of a loved one, whether it's health conditions, um, careers have changed. I feel really bad. 
I want to share it though, because it's a testament to sacrifice and hard work and how it pays off. So with teaching, I think it was that March break when, when we were supposed to come back, we took a, a week off of school still to kind of extend things. If we were, as, as Canadians, we weren't sure where things were. Right. As globals, global citizens, we, we didn't know where things were. Um, and when we came back to the virtual setting, um, I was doing prep coverage that year. So I didn't have as the typical homeroom commitments. I only had like two hours a day. But on top of that, as a teacher, it was a half an hour drive to school. And I wanted to be there half an hour before the bell just to get settled, make sure everything's in place. And then I repeated that in the inverse after school. So I stayed for half an hour and then make sure everything was prepared for the next day and then half an hour drive home. So I had two hours without even coaching commitments. I had two hours to play with. And I was like, huh. So I started learning about marketing. I started doing, spending at least an hour a day on YouTube, learning different editing techniques. I made the switch because you as a sports fan, I'm sure you have different people that you love. So I love Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan go for two to three hours. Right. I love Bill Simmons. He could easily do two to three hours uh, on multiple different episodes in, in a couple times a week. Right. And so I always assumed, okay, I have to have long form content. And something I realized is that there is this niche with my athletes unfiltered. You don't want the full media scrum, but if you can get the best two to three minutes, that is something that if I'm putting up, say, 10 episodes a week, there's going to be two or three episodes that, that a basketball fan might like or a football fan might like, and I'm not doing these things. So I've called them micro pods because they're, they're really cool. quick. So if you're out walking the dog, if you're out getting groceries, you can just download them, have them going super quick. The micro pods exploded because it resonated with sports fans. And even now, two years after we've been in, in, in COVID, been in our lives, oh. I've been waiting for an ESPN or a Fox sports or CBS sports, someone to jump on this and have their beat writers and stuff collaborate into this and have this great content. They haven't jumped on it. So I've been very fortunate that, that the ride that I, I the wave that I'm riding yes. is still soaring because weirdly these other sports media companies haven't jumped on it. Even though Spotify is like, whoa, we got to get him under contract because this is this is great for him and me. And we're going to split the revenue and all that kind of good stuff. Right. That's amazing. So um, were you already full time with Athletes Unfiltered before Spotify or how no, did that come the, the Spotify is what allowed me and gave me that peace of mind um, to do that. So they approached me in September of 2021. And my first day with Spotify being the ad manager or whatever, and okay. the host was October 1st of 2021. So we're, we're literally just over a year into that process. That's amazing. But it was during, thank you. It was during COVID. It, it's bizarre because as I couldn't go to games, as I couldn't travel, as I didn't have all this access, I was like, what was I going to do? So there's a couple of different things that even over the past year, I've tried and experimented with. Some things have hit, some things have not. But the leaving teaching is like literally 
not even 13 months into that. And it, it was a big risk. Um, but one I'm so thankful and happy that, that I took. Excellent. All right. Yeah. And it's, it's an amazing story to tell, you know, being, being connected with Spotify like that. And that also allowed you to, to move to the States. So, so you're in, you're in Texas right now. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that, that decision to, to relocate your business as well? It's been a wild 18 months. I think it was March of 21. Yeah. March of 21. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to have a lake house built. I was in a rental house, the rental house burned down. I lost all my possessions. Um, I was very thankful that Jay and Jill had me stay in their basement. Um, and then I think it was July of 2021, I moved into a lake house, which was great. Um, and then shortly thereafter, when I was wrestling with, do I want to keep teaching or do I want to take a risk? And I'm so thankful I did because I was with a buddy in Boston. And I think no, it was no, November of 21. And I'm like, I'm just sick of the cold weather. Right. I'm sick of all the politics and all the impact on my day-to-day -day life. I go, do I want to go to Texas or Florida? I go, yeah, yeah, I do. So I was looking at both states. And Texas has, same with Florida, no state income tax. But everything is so cheap. Like, gas is literally half the price wow. <laughs> of what it is back in Ontario. And it's like the cost of homes. And then there's so much stuff. I don't know if culturally is the right word, but like food and then sports. Like there's so many sports teams I've been out, out of cover. So I, I made the decision to become a snowbird in yeah. my 40s. <laughs> Most Canadians wait till they're what, their 70s? Right. <laughs> I jumped in line, jumped in line. I'm doing that now in my 40s. And so I spend uh, the falls and the winters out here in Texas. Um, and it's been so great. Like even my first Friday Night Lights, the Magnolia Bowl uh, a couple of weeks back, just amazing. It's it's one of those cool things that I'm sure we've, we both watched TV series and yes. the movie and stuff. But to actually be on the, I'm gonna get goosebumps. To be actually on the the high school football field, and just, I hope the right term is that Americana, that Texas. Like you know, you're in a different place. You know, you're experiencing that we didn't have back in Canada growing up. Sure. And it's just so amazing to have these six months of the year where I'm here in Texas, and then I can go back to Ontario for the beautiful, well, not beautiful spring, but the beautiful summers. Yeah. Um, and see friends and family. And it's just, it's so nice to have that balance of living in both places. And again, there's more, there's more sports opportunities and more journalism opportunities here in Texas for me. Sure. At least. sure. Well, I know, you know, we only got a few minutes left. I know you're going to get covering the Astros. Uh, it's uh, you know, big game, big game for them next round. Right. So, uh, yeah. but there's a few things I still want to ask you. So number one, um, you know, having the platform that you've had and, and, you know, the scrums you've been in, the people you've been able to have on your, on your podcasts, mini casts, um, do you have like a kind of top two or three that you definitely wanted to make sure you were able to, um, it, you know, they were the reason why you got into the business or maybe someone that kind of surprised you and gave you the time and you didn't think they were going to. So are there two or three athletes or coaches that have just kind of been an amazing part of your journey? I 
loved that I had a one-on-one interview with Rod Carew, one of the all-time great baseball players. I loved talking to James Conner one-on-one. He had a book come out maybe about a year ago. Maybe two, I've lost track now. He had a book come out about his battle with cancer. I think he was at Pitt still, um, and he went through cancer, and he beat that. And then just talking about him, about his story, it was a really great chat. Uh, a talk that I wish I never had. Um, I don't know if I've told you this story. I've definitely told some of our, our mutual friends. Uh, this was back when LeBron James was playing for the Miami Heat. Right. And obviously pre-COVID. So there was, I honestly feel there was 40 people between video cameras, between beat writers, just surrounded around his locker. So I had a great spot, like right neck to his right. So right on the left, on the right-hand side of his locker. Right. And... I had a nice post position and, and he's doing his thing. And somebody came in late and was trying to squeeze in with their camera. And I, I don't know if they couldn't see me or if they're just being rude and they pushed. So they pushed me. And I had to put my hand out and I touched his locker and I hit some of his clothes hangers. Okay. And he literally stopped, looked at me and said, what the are you doing? I almost sold my pants. I wow. couldn't even I had speak. never heard that story. No, I couldn't even speak. And, and that's his whole King persona. Like I'm King of the world. How dare you interrupt me or touch things in my locker while I'm doing media. Like he didn't realize what was happening to me yeah. that I was doing intentionally, but just that arrogance. And so that was definitely the start of my hate relationship of <laughs> LeBron James and why I'm, I've never been a fan <laughs> since. Um, and then someone who I would love to interview is, I don't know if he's a country music artist, but he's definitely an artist, Zach Bryan. Okay. I've loved watching his rise over the past few years. I love that he puts out all these albums. I love that he hustles, he grinds. I love his music. I literally sit down with and have a beer with him and just... On or off the record, I love to interview Zach Bryant, uh, um, one of those new artists. I just love his music, and I love to be able to interview him at some point. Awesome. Well, Ryan, I'll get you out on this. I want people to be able to, because you've shared some great nuggets, some great stories. Where can people find out more? Where can they find you on social? Uh, let let us know where where we can get a hold of you. So. I, I'm a weird entrepreneur where I, I have a love-hate relationship with social <laughs> media. Um, I use Reddit to publish some of my stuff, but like a lot of like my Instagram, it's just personal stuff. Um, for podcasts, if you're a sports fan, Athletes Unfiltered. Um, it's not the black, red, and white logo. It's uh, the, the AU with uh, the blue uh, on it. I'll make um, sure I edit it in so people can see what it looks like. <laughs> perfect. Um, that's on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Um, if you're not a sports fan, a new passion for me has been my unfiltered conversations podcast. Uh, so I'm not sure this is going to go live, but the, the week of, uh, October 17th, on the Tuesday, I dropped an interview with a neuro coach talking about neurology based trauma and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then later this week, I'm going to have um, an author talking about 
his book. It's loose historical fiction. John Armour was the author. I can't think of the name of the main character, but it's like it was in the USA Today, all this kind of stuff, drug deals, all, all these crazy wild Texas stories. Right. So I love that I can talk from to from authors to neuro coaches. I've talked to um, an amputee who started in Afghanistan, lost uh, from his knee down. And I think it was Walter Reed. He had um, a bunch of stuff. Um, so I'm supposed to conversations. And then on YouTube, yep. Eclectic Raconteur. Um, I'll show you the link for that. So if you want to include Perfect. that as well. Um, but YouTube has been my, my big creative voice right now. I love telling stories through vlogs and other different things of documenting games. Beautiful. Ryan, thank you so much for being a guest on JFK's World, uh, the podcast. Um, you've shared some amazing stories, some amazing insights. You, you know, I hope that some more people now uh, come across your content because I know that I get a kick out of uh, the insights that I've seen. I didn't know about Unfiltered Conversations, so I'm definitely going to check those out as well. So thanks for sharing that with the audience as well. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I hope that, you know, when it comes time for me to celebrate another big milestone uh, of mine that I can have you back on and we can uh, update everyone on what you've been up to as well. Thank you for the chance to to chat and reconnect. And it was fun having a trip down memory lane is just seeing what's happened over the past uh, two decades and how the hard work pays off. So I just want to encourage your listeners and people watching on YouTube, baby steps, start slow, build, if you have a passion for something, if it's baking, if it's journalism, whatever you have, chase that passion, put the work in, it'll pay off. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ryan. We'll talk soon. There you have it, everybody. Episode 010 is in the books. Again, I want to thank Ryan for being on the podcast. Ryan his work uh, on YouTube, uh, on social with Athletes Unfiltered, the mini casts that he was talking about, the mini podcasts, the interviews that I've seen him do, you know, he gets a lot of listeners, he gets a lot of people checking out his work, and he's got to that level. And for him to make the time for for me uh, to share his stories and share his insights, I'm just truly blessed and truly thankful that he took the time. So again, if you want to find Ryan, uh, I didn't know about unfiltered conversations, but it sounds like that's a great new uh, area to explore and one that he's passionate about. And then there's an Athletes Unfiltered website as well. And again, just some great stories, some great trips down, as Ryan said, memory lane. The reason why I'm doing this podcast, it's it's to help connect people and share their stories because they are an inspiration to me. And I hope that they can be an inspiration to all of you, the listeners. So once again, uh, please check out past podcasts. I got jfksworld.com. I'm available on YouTube, available on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, anywhere you check out your podcast, whether it's video form, whether it's audio form. Thank you for being a listener. You know, Share comments if if you'd like to, uh, you know, give me some some feedback. We're 10 episodes in and the momentum is building. I already have my next few guests lined up. Again, some great uh, entrepreneurs, some, some, you know, friends from, you know, my life journey. So I look forward to bringing you more stories and more entrepreneurs. And as always, this has been JFK's World. And thank you for being a part of mine.